Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I'm right here, folks, man. I got this, yeah. Welcome back, Ankle Pickers, Sunday night, 1129. We're coming at you live. This is your host, Kobe, for the Set the Spread episodes, the dot five episodes of the Ankle Pick Pod. We've got Dan, we've got Reese. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Treading water today, climbing back to the surface. We're afloat. I'm doing all right as well. Don't have enough uh, beer in my system to truly be great, but but I'm all right. I'm all right. Look at a... Make back some units from last week. Well, you must not have taken that Bears game as personally as I did because I've certainly got <laughs> the liquor in the system. Anyways, we are coming at you, like we said, Sunday night following the Lionheart Smith, Devin Clark card. Reese, it looks like you won a few. DK, looks like you lost a few and might have had to make some up today, but we're here. With that, we've got a fun fight night card coming up this week, headlined by Jack Hermanson, and now come out of that fight, I believe, due to COVID. That's right? Yes. COVID issues. They are prevalent in today's day and age. And with that, let's jump right in. Let's get to the main, let's get to the main card. The first fight of the main card, we've got an exciting prospect, Movsar Evelev and Nate Landwehr. Reese has a 4-3-1 lead. One last week. Why don't you lead it off, Reese? All right, I'd love to. So this whole card, I'm a little worried about. I, I think just to to preface, I think Danny's gonna probably smoke me this time. But Nate Landwehr is a guy that I have never been really that big of a fan of. I've been watching him for a long time, believe it or not, before he made it to the UFC. So he's been on my radar for a little bit. But what's crazy to me is we didn't get to see a lot of him against Herbert Burns. We did get to see him fight a total fight against Darren Elkins, who obviously went to decision. There's no easy out for him. The thing is, is this guy that he's fighting, this Russian, Mavzar Evlev, or Evlov, he's been in the UFC, he's gotten three fights, hasn't really gotten that great of a test yet. But I, I do, I kind of like Enrique Barzola. So, the experience, the fact that the experience edge in the UFC goes to him, the record goes to him, but the, but necessarily the level of competition doesn't. This one's really tough. I just still got to go, uh, Mavzar, and I think he's going to be minus one fifty five. How does that sound, Dan? I, I mean, if it was one fifty five, I'd put my entire payroll on it. <laughs> Mozart is one of my favorite prospects in the UFC right now. He trains out of Tiger Muay Thai. His main training partner is Piotr Jan. Uh, Mozart brings in unbelievable wrestling background. And obviously he is training full-time at the best Muay Thai gym in the world with one of the best Muay Thai fighters within, I mean, 135, 145. I know that he's a 145 but... I, I think that this line is going to be huge. I think it's going to – I see it more like, like minus 400. Like, I, I think that this you is re- going to be a no bet. I think it's going to be a major fucking line for Mozart. So, He's a crazy prospect. So, 
I mean, yes, and the third two know is big too. But when you watch his three UFC fights, and usually when these guys are massive favors coming in as prospects, like no finishes in the UFC, three straight decisions. He, he can't get. He couldn't get. Apart. He couldn't get Mike Grundy out of the cage. He couldn't get Wu Choi out of the cage. Are you serious? I'll tell you what. I'll let the line and the number be the answer to this argument. DK is going to get the point. Currently sitting at minus five fifty. Oh yeah, even the bigger. prospect Evelev. Opened at minus three fifty. Currently sitting at minus five fifty. That's a gross line, but it'll be a fun guy to watch. So, and you're telling me at that line five fifty, you're not even tempted to sprinkle Nate. <laughs> I'm not crazy. betting against Movsar. I love this guy. All right, that's fair. I can. I wasn't even fucking close. So it shows how much I know. Go Moving ahead, on. Buddy. Second fight of the main card, Roman Delice and John Allen. Light heavyweight bout, DK. So another one where Roman Delice is another undefeated, incredible prospect with a ridiculous wrestling background who hasn't even chosen to sh- like use it in the UFC yet. He has only had one fight, but he got that round one knockout. I don't think... This is going to be as big of a line, but I still see it favoring the undefeated prospect. John Allen isn't a guy who I'm scared of. He doesn't even have a UFC win. I see it as Dolize minus 180, minus 185. Let's go. I think I can get some points back here. So Dolize is this is a ginormous guy. He's humongous. You, his one UFC win you can't hold. Uh, in high regards, because um, I- I- Ibr- how do you pronounce that, Dan? Kadis Ibragamov. Ibragamov. Can I go back to 180, by the way? What do you mean? Oh, sure. Because I'm about to go way north, so you can go lower as okay. low as you want. Okay. Um, so if you so that win is like irrelevant to me. So it's a KO, whatever. That's irrelevant. John Allen, I actually cannot believe is in the UFC. If it wasn't for COVID era, he would not be. He would not be. He got submitted on Tuesday Night Contender Series. He can only win in the regional scene. And I think this is a perfect stepping stone for Roman. I think it's going to be Roman minus 285. Delice is going to have some parlays built around him because currently sitting at minus 160 is your favorite Roman Delice. What'd you have, Dan? 180? 180. 180. Danny, I like that one. 60. I'll be playing that straight. Delice opened at minus 200. He's come down to minus 160 since opening. That actually worries me, to be honest with you. I That line, 160, seems crazy. We'll see how that one continues to move. And to be quite honest, we'll see if that one gets fought the way it's currently scheduled because there's about a 75% chance it does with this COVID era that we're living in. Third fight of the main card. We've got a women's flyweight bout. Montana De La Rosa and Tyler Santos. Reese down 0-2. Take it away. Okay, so I imagine this is going to be a spot where I can get my points back just knowing that Dan and women's MMA and whatever else. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah, I mean, you hope. I mean, it is flyweight. So, Talia San- uh, Santos beat Meatball Molly, which, again, whether that's in high regard or not, who really knows, but – She's had a couple fights in the UFC now after being on, I want to say the Contender Series, not Ultimate Fighter. 
because uh, we just haven't had it in a little while. But she's sixteen and one. But beating beating Molly McCann to me was a really prof- uh, impressive timeout. And Montana De La Rosa, she's someone who I've yet to see anything in the UFC that excites me about her. I mean, she has a lot of fights. Hold on, see, she's had six fights down in the UFC. And she's on tough. She oh, she was on tough before that. That's right. Yeah. And she didn't win that season, did she? No, she she went pretty far, I think, but did not win. Yeah, I mean, she lost Andre Lee. She beat Rachel Ostevich. Wait, Mar. Ooh, they have a like opponent, and Santos lost, and uh, Rosa won. MMA math? MMA math, but one was a split decision. You never know. I'm going to say this is going to be close to even, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean Santos regardless what MMA math tells me. I think it's, I'm going to go uh, Tyler Santos minus 135. I think, it's, as Reese said, this is one where I'm kind of just throwing a dart. He mentioned the MMA math. I suck at women's MMA. I'm going to go minus 120, Tyler Santos. Santos is favored. Minus 215 is where she sits right now. Wow, MMA math is freaking out right now. Big number, and it's actually come down from minus 265 where it opened. The worst part is I don't even feel comfortable betting it. And and nor should you, nor should you. I'm laying off that line, and we, we were off by 60 points. <laughs> Well, Reese will begrudgingly take the point there to bring himself within I'll always, one. I'll always take the point. Don't you doubt that. It looks like we've got a Davalishvili fight with an opponent TBD uh, currently on the card, but we can't really cap Are you that serious? just yet. Yeah, TBD right now sitting on ESPN. So we'll Dude, see. I would if that, love to see Davalishvili. That'd be we'll awesome. see if he gets scheduled. But for now, we're gonna jump ahead. We've got OSP and Jamail Hill. Danny, lead us off. Light heavy. OSP is a guy who I think has passed his prime. I've given my opinion on him a couple times. It seems like I keep leading off on these undefeated prospects, but Jamal Hill is another guy who's pretty fun. I'm a little bit less high on him than the other two, just because I've seen a little bit more tape on the other two. On my sheet, I have Jamal, Jamal Hill as the favorite, and I've got him... Minus two hundred. I think that that Alonzo Menafield. <laughs> I think Alonzo Menafield's loss to OSP was just real bad fight IQ. I think OSP is. I mean, I th- I think pretty poorly of OSP, and that that bias might be in there. Oh yeah. my god! I mean, I think the poorest of anyone of OSP. I always fade him. He's a guaranteed fade, and this will be no different. I thought there was a chance you were going to have OSP as a favorite just from name recognition and whatnot. We haven't seen a lot of Jamail Hill. He came off contender series too, just another one of those guys, but he beat a guy named Darko Stozik. And I don't, I, I know. Darko is I, awesome. I know Devin Clark did too. I mean, he's a little bit of a cinder block and lacks. He definitely lacks some areas, but that's still a good win to me. I'm, I'm, I like seeing that. And, and you look at OSP and he's a guy who gassed out, against Ben Rothwell. I mean, absolutely gassed. Lost a split decision. I haven't felt like I've seen a good OSP in a long time. I just worry. I think your line's high on the one fact that OSP has that knowledge that we saw play, take place last week in the main event with Anthony Smith against Devin Clark. And I always worry that the Von Floon or these 
chokes or just even getting to the scorecards usually favors a veteran. I just, OSP just to me is just, I, I don't see how much longer he has. I, I agree with you. Jamel Hill's the favorite. I just think it's lower just because of who OSP is. I'm going to go Jamel Hill and I'm going to do it at a clip of minus 160. I'll take 40 points off Danny, 40% off sale. Reese is going to edge him out. Favorite Jamal Hill is currently sitting at minus 170 after opening at minus 135. Thir- 135? Okay. 35 yeah, yeah. is where it opens. That not us all up. Dan, I wouldn't be surprised again. I know I say this and it usually comes true is if it fades closer, if you would have gotten the point if we did this, say, the night, day before the fight. I imagine it continues to steam that direction. OSP is unbettable in my opinion. Well, again, somebody who could be involved in some action later on in the week. With that, we're going to move on to the main event of the main card. Jack Hermanson, Marvin Vittori filling in for Kevin Holland with a late scratch due to COVID. Reese, lead us off. So this one I'm excited. I I love Marvin Vittori. I remember if, for anyone who tuned into the Izzy Adesanya when we were talking about him fighting Paulo, I always called it the Marvin Vittori fight. That was an absolute battle. Marvin Vittori is one of my favorite. Uh, you can't really call him a prospect anymore, but he's one of my favorite fighters and sitting in the low 15s and he's, he's on the right. He's under 30 for sure. He's like 27, 28. He's a guy I'm really, really excited to see where he goes forward. Jack Hermanson too. He's, he excites me a little bit older. And I remember being very unimpressed by his knockout loss to Cannoneer. And then, I mean, the gas was quick. Here's the thing. I don't know the Kevin Holland line, what it was. And I don't know if Dan knows what it was either. I I was unaware of what the Kevin Holland line was, even when the fight got scratched. And I really wish I could use it as a barometer because I know Jack Hermanson is probably looking to wrestle, but I know Vittori can handle it where Kevin Holland can't. And so I, I never really say that people who sub in like this, kind of like the Paul Felder fight, are going to be the favorites, especially as a lower-ranked fighter. But I actually think Marvin Vittori is going to be the favorite. And not only do I think he's going to be the favorite, I think he's going to win. And not only do I think he's going to win, I think that will set him up to potentially get a title shot in the near future, which I'm beyond excited for. Big Marvin Vittori guy, Italian brother, and I'll save the rant for later. I'm going to go Marvin Vittori, and I'm going to do it at minus 135. 135 Marvin Vittori also stay tuned all week for this fight because these are both two very very intense guys I mean this is going to be a stare down I'm dying to see this is going to be oh a way and I'm dying to see this is going to be press interviews I'm dying to see this main event I could not picture a better sub in I'm more excited for this than I was for Kevin Holland all right I'm done sorry big Marvin Vittori guy I really agree with absolutely everything you said. The one thing that worries me in terms of a betting line, but we'll discuss a lot later, is that draw versus Omari Akhmedov. I'm going to go just slightly lower than you. I hate to do it because I know you hate when I do it, but I'm going to price this right you. I'm going to go minus 130. Wait, what I, I do I think Marvin and Tori's favored because stylistically, I thought you go like 135. Fuck. Okay. Reese is on 35. <laughs> I should have I should have known he was gonna price his right me and just lowball. I had like to. I had to. The Vittori's wrestling is good enough that he's it's not great. gonna get gaslumped. 
like we Andy's saw what happened pressure, when... dude, and he's a good pressure fighter if Vittori can it can keep gas this whole fight dude I think it's his fight to lose. I really I do. need to watch a little bit more tape, and I might be on the other side of that. I think that this line's going to be good for Hermanson, but I do think that Vittori, as you said, is exciting, and he's been getting like he's been getting dodged. A lot of ranked fighters that shouldn't be kind of passing up his name are scared of him and passing him up. I think Vegas sees that, and I think they're going to favor him. So I don't know if y'all can tell from the smirk on my face. Marvin Vittori is currently sitting at minus 130. Of course. And he's going to take the point on the number of with course. the price is oh. right. <laughs> point and victory goes to DK, tying the overall matchup to 4-4-1. Too lit. Too lit. Danny That's doing backflips over there on the screen. He's about to smash the beer bottle. What else is going Whatever, on? Whatever, dude. Whatever, dude. Price is right, me. That's a great fight. I the Price is right move works when you get it spot on. So no, no, no harm, no foul. An exciting finish here tonight. Set the spread coming at you Sunday evening. More action to come through the pod and through the Twitter later in the week. And a big happy birthday to Kobe. We're oh, yeah. tonight on Kobe's birthday. For another couple minutes here, we got my birthday coming on. So I'm wow, I feel like an asshole. Happy birthday, Country Club Cubs. Yeah, I appreciate it. Nonetheless, you, you do a lot for this podcast. Time. We appreciate you. Enough small talk. We'll, we'll We're out. We'll, we'll come back at you later in the week. For now, follow, rate, review, subscribe at Ankle Pick Pod on Twitter. And we will see you later in the week. Can't be moved. Can't be stopped. Use can't the be music. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.